This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. We'd like to talk to you, <clears throat> as you see it up here, living, <clears throat> excuse me, under new management. That's what we want to talk about a little bit today. And uh, when we see a sign that talks about under new management, we know immediately that the business is experiencing a change. You know, when you see under new management. And the most obvious change is that of leadership. But with new management comes new motivation and new methods in the ways that business is conducted. Well, we like to think that a change and management will bring improvement. Wouldn't you like to think that? Mm-hmm. You know, but in the secular world, it's just not always true. Mm-hmm. It's just not always true. But here's a question just for each individual of you guys who are with us today. You know, whose management do you choose to live under? God's. 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 Okay, I, I heard about three or four gods, and what would you say? God's. You say God's too. Okay. Well, <laughs> we will choose. We will choose whose management we will live under. And if you'll remember, oh, it was a few weeks ago, we were talking about Jonah for a portion of the service there. And you remember Jonah. You know, <clears throat> who was in control of Jonah's life? He was. <laughs> Jonah was. <laughs> you know, we're only going to read three verses of this right here. Who would you read that, dear? Jonah chapter 1, verse 1. The Lord gave this message to Jonah, the son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. And... You notice here that God, he takes notice of what people do. He says, I have seen how wicked its people are. That's what God said. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. Now, whose management does that sound like Jonah was living under? His own. You know, under old management, you know. Just his own, but just the old management. There's nothing new improved about that <clears throat> whatsoever, you know? He's operating under old management. His own ways, his own thoughts, that's what he was doing. God said, hey, get up and go here. And he got up and went there. God was going to provide his transportation. He had to buy his own ticket to go the other way, you know? He went down to the port of Joppa where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on the board hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. Mm-hmm. But he did not escape from God. You know, he was living under his own management and things weren't really going so well for him at this particular time. Now, do you remember a guy named Zacchaeus? Yeah. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, you know, as a song we learned when I was a kid. Now, in Zacchaeus, he was a tax collector he was a short little fellow, 
They didn't have too many friends, and tax collectors in those days didn't, you know. And so he had heard about Jesus, and he saw a crowd come way down the road there, and so he ran out, climbed up in a tree, so when the crowd got there, he could see them and hear what was going on, because, you know, there was lots of miracles and, and things like that were happening. So he was down there, you know, when Jesus came by with the crowd of people, Zacchaeus was up in the tree because he's a short fellow or he wouldn't have been able to see it. And when Jesus got there, Jesus just stopped and looked up. He said, Zacchaeus, he said, you come down because I'm going to your house today. You know, that's just what he told him. And Zacchaeus was honored and he scooted on down the tree and he couldn't believe that you know, a guy who didn't have very many friends anyhow and, and, uh, you know, Jesus said, I'm coming to your house. And Zacchaeus brought a bunch of friends with him and f- provided a, a great feast and all this. But the thing was, you know, Zacchaeus, his life radiated under new management. And it was very obvious that Zacchaeus was living under new management because he said, all the money that I've sold, I'm going to pay back four times as much. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do right, and I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to be above reproach. And come on, Jesus, can't wait to get to my house. And so he radiated living under new management. He genuinely did because he was thrilled to live under new management. I don't know about you. There are some people who go through their whole life living under old management. That's just what they do. And they don't recognize that they can make this fantastic choice, you know. Often, our thoughts are all about me, myself, and I. You know, and it's it's about doing things my way. Lots of times, isn't it? That's living under old management. It's not the best way to, to, to go through life. It really is not. He goes on to say here, in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 and 9. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. God says, my thoughts are nothing like. There's, they're not even similar to thoughts that you have. So you're not having God thoughts. He says, my thoughts, this is God saying this, are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my <laughs> ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. My ways, the way I do things, is far, he says. It's far beyond anything you can imagine. You couldn't even imagine, you know, the way I do things. God's telling us that. And you're thinking, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very godly. I'm, I'm, I'm godlike. And, but he's telling us, my thoughts are nothing like yours. Now, if you're living under, you know, new management, maybe they're becoming that way. But if you're living under old management, nah, it ain't happening there. And he goes on to say in verse 9, For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So God's ways and his thoughts are so much higher. And you and I don't even come near unless, you know, we're living under new management. And then our ways have adapted to his ways and our thoughts have adapted to becoming his thoughts and, and we can choose that way of, of doing things if we want to do so 
Because he says it here in Romans 3.23, for everyone, and, and what percentage is everyone? 100%. 100%. For everyone is sin. That, that's everybody, all of us, everybody on the planet, for everyone has sin. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. And the standard of new management is, is, is to be like Jesus. The standard of new management is to be like Jesus. That's, that's what our standard is and, and that our goal is. And, and that's the, the management style. Well, Billy Graham, he said, before you get a man saved, you have to get him lost. I was thinking about that for a little bit. Well, you know what? I could invite some guys, come over to the house and take them for a hike up the mountain. I think I could probably get them lost for a couple of days. You maybe could. in a week or two, you know? You definitely could. So do I need to get them lost up there in order to get them saved? Not that kind of loss. It's not that kind of loss. We do need to recognize that we've sinned. And, and we do not come near unto God by doing things our old way. But we, we need to recognize... You know what's going on in our life. We, you know, you, you must think there's nothing from which what they're thinking. There's nothing for which I need to be saved from. A lot of people think that way. You do need to be saved from your sin and the consequences of sin. But a lot of people are just in denial. Oh, I don't need to be saved from anything. Why well, do I need to be saved from anything? But as we teach them God's word, they understand it's like we've all sinned. We've all fallen short. That's what I'm talking about. Now, you know, uh, years ago, I uh, got a little sailboat. And that's probably been, you said you think it was close to 40 years. At least, yeah. Yeah, 40 years ago. And I, I like the idea of a little, little sailboat to accommodate two, maybe three people and off. And so a friend of mine, I invited my friend. I said, hey, why don't we go sail one day? You know, it's 40 years ago, of course. And so put the boat on top of our little car. It was we, a small huh? sailboat. Huh? It was a small sailboat. It, it, that's why I said. I said it was a small yeah. sailboat. It was a small, in case you didn't know, it was a small sailboat. <laughs> and so me and this uh, friend of mine, we went, we went over toward New Haven. We actually went to East Haven where there was a, um, a lighthouse and all. And so I'm backing down the ramp. And there's a great, there's a bunch of ramps right there at this place where I was putting in these great big ones and all. As I'm backing down the ramp to put our sailboat in, there's another boat that is coming out of the water. The waves were hitting the back of the boat. I mean, it was very stormy out that day. And the boat was about from that wall to this one here. It was a big boat. And the guy had come up this big ramp there, got, got it on the trailer, it was pulling it on up of the trailer. And he stopped and he said, you guys aren't going out in that water out there in that little thing, are you? <clears throat> I said, absolutely, sure we are, you know? And so I didn't know anything about sailing. But I thought I knew enough, you know? And anyhow, the guy was kind of shaking his head and he got the boat pulled out by the time we were taking off. And it was just a, you know, about a 17-foot sailboat and all. And we were out there zipping through these waves. And the wave, we were cutting through the wave. The wave was going over my friend you know, and but it was a solid thing. It had like a little bathtub kind of built into the little sailboat there. But you couldn't sink the thing. I'm not going to say you couldn't, 
We weren't going to name it Titanic or nothing like that, but it didn't seem like it would sink. And the water would go over, and it had a self thing that where it would kind of bail itself, a self bailing thing. And so we were hitting these waves, and, and I was letting the sail out, and we were leaning a certain way, and we're having a great old time because we'd never been sailing before. And we went all the way across to uh, West, West, West Haven, I think it was, across the, uh, the sound there. And then we came out on the beach over there, and we're walking down the beach there. And the, the water is very stormy out there. And I found a, an old a milk jug, you know, and I'm thinking, it was a plastic milk jug, and I'm thinking, I might need that to bail the water out of the, the sailboat for us to get back home. So I grabbed the, the, the jug there, and, and we were only out there about 45 minutes or so. Then we hopped back in the sailboat, and we had a good long ways to get back over to where we launched from. And we're, you know, running <coughs> with the, uh, the waves and all, and they're still trying to dunk us and everything and all, but we didn't know this was what you call sailing is what we thought, you know? And we were having a good old time. So we thought. And uh, I, that must have been on uh, Wednesday. Uh, and we back in those days, we had services on Thursday night. And uh, there was a friend of mine who was in one of those services. And he said, you know, because uh, I made mention about what we had done. And he said, you know, I work in those buildings in New Haven. And I overlooked that whole area of water out over there. When it was all stormy and everything and all, because he was up in a high-rise building there. And he said, because we had told him when we were there, he said, you know, that was about 30 minutes after you guys left, there were three tornadoes that touched down right there. I'm going, like, wow, 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 you know? And we were thanking God for his goodness and all, but when you think about it, uh, was it in Hosea 4, he tells us, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. And I really didn't know what I was doing. And it took me a few more trips and, and, and months before I figured out what I was doing. You know, and we went through a few other adventures, you know, until I figured out what I was doing. But a lot of people haven't figured this out. Although here we are in church together, and you just think, well, if I'm going to church, I'm just doing a perfect thing, and I must be under new management. But you have to make a choice. You have to choose, you know, if you're going to live under new management. It's a choice that we make, and it's based on what we know. And I don't know if you've ever discovered that living under old management is not the best way to go. It really is. We make a lot of mistakes there, and those mistakes can come back and, and bite us. Let me see here. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins Once you were dead because disobedience and many sins Let's talk about living under old management you know we, we were all 100% born with sin and 100% we we, we had a sinful nature, and what is usually uh, a newborn child, once he is learning or she is learning, what's one of the very first words that they learn to say? No. Well, why do you say me no? <laughs> You're 100% right. They say no because that's, they're born with a sinful nature. No, no, no. It just naturally comes 
to them. It genuinely does. <clears throat> Excuse me. He says... Verse 2. You used to... Used to means past tense. You used to live in sin. You were under old management just like the rest of the world. Obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world, he is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to, past tense, all of us used to live that way under old management, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature, old management. But our very nature, and that's why I'm in a sinful nature, by our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else, as we lived under old management. <clears throat> but God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. When He raised Jesus from the dead, He offered it to us. He gave us life when He raised Jesus from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. And His grace, that's God's... Enabling power. His enabling power. God's enabling power. We choose to live... <clears throat> under new management and it changes things in our lives. And if you've not tried living under God's management, I challenge you. It's so much better than living on under the devil's. That's for sure. You know? Verse 6, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Because we're united. But we're living, we've made that choice, we're living under new management. We're living under God's management. And he goes on to say in verse 7, So God can point to us in all future ages as examples. Did you know that God uses you as an example? Yes. He goes, now this guy here, I want you to follow his example. And this guy over here, just look at his track record. You don't want to follow his example. You know, are the gals the same way? God uses us as positive examples for the most part. So God can point to us in all future ages examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and his kindness toward us as shown in all that he has done for us who are united to Christ. And when you are united you know, with Christ, you are living under new management. You have submitted to the Almighty's management. Verse 8, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you know what? That is such a powerful word there. When you choose to believe what God says. You, you, you choose to believe. Some people go, I don't believe that. I don't believe that way. There's a lot of people, whether they're political or whatever, you can... See, very clearly, they don't believe anything God has to say. You know, they just don't believe it. But he says here, God saved you by his grace, that's God's enabling power, when, when you believe. There's a lot of people who just doubt. They have great fears and anxieties and worries and so forth and so on, but they have no belief. He says, God saved you 
by his grace when? When you believed. When you believed. And, and that's under new management when you chose to believe God. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. It's a gift from God. It's a gift. And he's offered it to us, but we have to choose whether we're going to accept his management or we're just going to choose to live under old management. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. We're his masterpiece. Isn't that awesome? We, you, we're God's masterpiece, he tells us here. We're his masterpiece. He, you know? he has created us anew in Christ Jesus. He has created us anew. We're living under new management. He has created us anew. He says, if, if, if we have made the choice, if any man is in Christ, he becomes a new creature, a new creation. Old things have passed away. You know, all the old has passed away. The old has passed away. The old man has passed away. And all things, he says, have become new is what he's telling us. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Hmm. The good things. I'd rather do good things, wouldn't you? <laughs> the things that God has planned for us long time ago. And that's when we have made that choice to live under new management. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You used to be outsiders. You, you, you were on the outside of what God was doing. You was on the outside of things. You weren't on the inside. You, you weren't connected, you know, well with him. But he said here, don't forget. Don't forget this, that you Gentiles, you used to be outsiders under old management. You were called uncircumcised heathen by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. And, and that was just old management. You're just living under the old, the old, the old. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. Living apart from Christ. And any man, woman, boy, girl who lives apart from Christ is living under old management. That's under the devil's management. He is controlling your life. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. Can you imagine living in this world? These two things always go together. To live with, without God is to live without hope. And hope is a confident expectation for the future. And so you're living now without a confident expectation for the future. And you're living without God. That's what he says right here. Verse 13. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. You have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God. You know, and that's under the old management. When you were far away from God and you were extremely close to hopelessness. You know, that's what he was telling us. But now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. You have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And we just celebrated the resurrection this past week. We celebrated the crucifixion. We, we celebrated the, the uh, spikes being placed in Jesus' hands and his feet. And a spear in his side and thorns down upon his, his head and all. 
and, and his blood that he shed, it made a big, huge difference for us all. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. To one people. He's brought us all together. When in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He, he brought us all together in, in Christ's name and by the shed blood of Christ. And, and so now we're living, uh, you know, under a new management. And that's the way to do it. I'll tell you that for sure. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. He is working miraculously and he wants us to live under new management. He wants us to submit ourselves unto him and live the way he has destined us to live. Together as one body. Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross. And our hostility toward each other was put to death. It was put to death. Our hostility, our aggravation amongst ourselves, we were no longer living under old management. And that's what all that was. They were all hostile, fighting, fuming, carrying on all the time. But he wanted us to live under his new management. He, he wanted to control all the areas of our life. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. Under new management. He brought us all there in the same place. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. Because of what Christ has done. And we, we just celebrated it. Yeah, we, we, we celebrated that he came to earth. We celebrated that he gave his life. He died, and, and, and we have just celebrated the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And, and I tell you what, I choose, I choose to live under new management because he, he does a super awesome, fantastic job, does he not? So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. We're members of God's family. Living under new management. And we can trust the almighty God. Together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. The cornerstone of this building is Christ Jesus himself. And we have made the choice to live under new management. Well, we don't want to go back the way we were before, just living under a sinful management. We don't want to go that way any, any longer. We, we've made this choice to live under new management. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but there used to be uh, a little movie that came out years ago. This may tell how old you are, but uh, there was a, a little movie, and it was called The Way We Were. Does anybody remember that? Wow. Okay. I'm not the oldest one in here. You know? And it was called The Way... <coughs> We were, and they had uh, Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford were two of the characters in this uh, little thing there. And the characters spent most of their time taking a very sentimental look at the past. Because most folks often want to remember their past as, well, that was the good old days. You ever, you ever made that statement? Oh, remember, that was the good old days, you know. 
But the good old days weren't really all that good in lots of cases, were they? Not at all. You know, you were dead in your sins in those good old days quite often. And uh, let me see if I can find my bag here. is enough. <laughs> In our, our sinful nature <clears throat> is very self-destructive. And <clears throat> I want to share with you how an Eskimo kills a wolf. And first the Eskimo, he coats the blade of his knife with animal blood. He just coats the the, 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 the blade with animal <clears throat> blood and then he allows it to freeze and then he adds another layer of blood and allows that to freeze and another and another and another until the blade is completely concealed by frozen blood. Next the hunter he fixes the handle of the knife into the, uh, the frozen ground he has a way that he will attach it there and it will be very secure. Let me tell you where I'm at. He fixes his handle of the knife into the ground with the blade pointing up like this. <clears throat> and when a wolf follows his sensitive nose to the source of the scent and he discovers the bait, he licks it. Tasting the fresh frozen blood and the wolf then begins to lick faster more and more vigorously lapping the blade until the keen edge is bare he's licked all the blood off feverishly now harder and harder the wolf licks and the blade he licks the blade in the arctic night this is nighttime when he's out doing that so great becomes his craving for the blood that the wolf does not notice the razor sharp sting of the naked blade on his tongue nor does he recognize the instant at which his insatiable thirst is being satisfied by his own warm blood his carnivorous appetite just craves more and more until the dawn finds the wolf dead in the snow. You can kind of imagine that, can't you? And some of you are going, I don't want to imagine that. That's the way Susan was, you know. The guys on the phone said, wow, that's interesting, you know. But anyhow, like the wolf, we're consumed by our own lust. He was consumed by his lust for that blood. <clears throat> and we, like the wolf, are consumed by our own lust and our willingness to yield to old management. 
our willingness to yield to old management, what our old self wants to do, and to live in sin, resulting in our death. To live under old management will ultimately result in our death. And Paul says it makes us subject to God's anger. Now, I should probably put this up. It's probably sharp. I'm not... Probably a good thing I didn't have my foot over there. Mm. Whoops. <laughs> you know what's happening? I'm standing. I'm standing on, on the, the leather strap. We're just going to go ahead and put these things in their little posters right there. Is that okay? Okay. Ephesians 4, verse 17. With the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly, hopelessly confused. confused. Do, you, do you want to live hopeless, no. confused lives? No. You can't hardly make a decision. If you do, it's a, the wrong one, you know. And, and he says, with the Lord's authority, I say this. Don't do this no more. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. They're living under old <coughs> management. Hopelessly confused. I would say that wolf was hopelessly confused. Yes. As he found himself licking that knife, after all the frozen blood was gone, and he was just licking it and licking it and licking it. He was hopelessly confused, was he not? Yes. He says, verse 18, their minds are full of darkness. Uh, living <clears throat> under the old management, their hearts are full of darkness. And, and we need light. We need light. And well, what's he tell us? You shall know the truth, and the truth is going to set you free. And we discover that God's word is... And it's genuinely light. It illuminates things for us. But he says their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him, God. And they're living under old management. I'm just going to ask you a question and just think the answer in your mind. Are you living under old management? Because if you're not sure that you're living under new management, you're probably not. Because <clears throat> it's a choice that we make, you know. Are, are you willful? Willfully blinded? Well, I, I don't want to see that. I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that either. So, so I don't see that no more. Just because you will it. I don't think that really takes care of things. We, there's, there's time in our life where we need to repent. We need to turn away from our sinful ways, and we need to choose to follow God's new management and follow Him. And He tells us in verse 19, They have no sense of shame. Wait a minute. Have you ever, do you see that right now going on in our world? Where there is, a, you know, groups and groups and groups of people who have no sense in shame of what they advocate. And even in our, our world, in the political world, and all, and they, there's no sense of shame <clears throat> to <clears throat> mislead children. 
and, and so they can't understand who they are, God's creation, and, and so forth. But it says, they have, i, I got to back up, <clears throat> their minds are full of darkness. These are the people who are hopelessly confused. They wander from the life God gives because they have closed their minds. They, they don't want to think about this. And they've hardened their hearts against Him, God, as they're living under old management. They have no sense of shame. No sense of disgrace or dishonor. They just, they just do whatever they would jolly well please. They live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Living under old management. And if it feels good, they just want to do it. It's just the way they are. This dirtiness and this pollution and, and this uh, infection. He goes on to say in verse 20, but that isn't what you learned about Christ. You didn't learn that from God. All the craziness is going on in this world right now. People are advocating sinful lives and doing just what, if it feels good, just do it and, and so forth. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him. He tells us in verse 22, he says, throw off your old sinful nature. Throw off the old sinful nature. You've been living under the old, you know, management, the, the, the old sinful nature. And God in his word says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former, your former way of life, which is corrupt. By lust and deception. And, and that's all old management. Instead, let your spirit renew your thoughts. Let Holy Spirit bring the word there. Begin to think thoughts that God wants you to think. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. And, and that's living under the new nature. And he says, put on your new nature created to be like God. Truly righteous and holy. And, and that's living you know, under the new management. Uh, living with this new nature. And, and what's the scripture tells us? If any man is in Christ, he becomes a, a new, new creature. A new creature. A new creation. The, the old things have passed away and all things have become new. And, and, and you choose to live, you know, and, and under the, the new management. And then he says in verse 25, so... <clears throat> Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. For we are all part of the same body. As we live under new management. And don't sin by letting anger control you. you ever really get, don't answer this question. But you ever get really angry about things and you vent your anger? I've had people tell me they're angry at me. And this, that, and another because of what I've said. And what I said just came from this book. You know? <clears throat> he says, stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. Listen to verse 25. Is that where I was at? I was out here? Okay, yeah. Uh, and tell our neighbors the truth. For we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. You, you know what the Bible says about anger? You can do a study on anger if you want to. And the Bible has a lot to say about anger. 
But it says, because some people boast about being angry, you know, and all. The Bible says anger abides in the bosom of a fool. He says a man or a woman who gives over themselves to anger, they're a fool. And a fool will do all kinds of foolish stuff, won't they? They will waste money and they will do this and, and they will punch a brick wall because they're angry. And they break all their bones in their fingers and they have to have it all doctored up now because they're angry. <clears throat> but he says here, and don't sin, by letting anger control you, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. That means you, you got to settle it today. You really need to sell it today. Don't, don't let your anger go from day to day to day. It just gets worse. Is what he's telling us. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry because that's living under <clears throat> old management. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. Now, when you get ready to go to bed at night, think about it, and you get up and you close the door and you're trying to close it, but it won't close. And there's a big dirty boot, silly size 13, and it's stuck in your door, but it's moving. And you're going, man, why is that big old boot stuck in my door and I can't close the door? Well, we'll just go go on to bed. Can't get the door closed. Are we going to have to leave it? A jar, right? No. I don't think so. I'll find a way. I'll find a way to get that foot out of that door. But the, the Bible is telling us what? What did you say there, dear? The Bible says, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Anger gives a foothold. That leaves his footstep in your door. It's giving him the management. And, and he will control your life while you're sleeping. He'll try to control the lives of all your family while you're sleeping. Because if you're angry, he gets control and the management of your life. I, I don't think we want to do that, do we? No. I don't think so at all. <clears throat> Verse 28, if you are a thief, quit stealing. And, mm, and, and stealing is under old management here. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to those in need. When you become generous, well, that's living under new management. Verse 29, don't use foul or abusive language. That's old management. And you think, well... I hear people tell me lots of times they, they say some kind of a swear, so some kind of profanity, and they say, oh, pardon my French. Well, I actually researched this, and that ain't French at all. Is <laughs> living under old management, and you let the devil leave his foot in your door while you sleep at night. And a whole lot of other things because you're disobeying the almighty God. You're not doing things the way he wants you to. He does not want you to live under old management. God has in store for you to live under new management. Don't use foul <clears throat> or abusive language, but let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. New management. Let's, let's live the way God wants us to live. He's given us a fantastic book. And he shows us how to do it. And living under new management, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. The benefits are out of this world. It's fantastic. It really is. Verse 30, and do not bring <clears throat> sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. And you will bring sorrow to the Holy Spirit if you live under 
old management, under the old control, the one who controlled you in the past, and he has no good things to do with you or say about you, that's for sure. Remember, God has identified you as his own, guarantee, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. That's new management, guaranteeing that you're going to be saved. On the day of redemption, <clears throat> living your life under new management. Get rid of all <clears throat> bitterness. Now, how much? What percentage is all? 100%. Get rid of all the bitterness. Whoever, wherever your bitterness lies towards somebody else in your life, the Bible says get rid of all bitterness, all rage, all anger, all harsh words and slander, <clears throat> as well as all types of evil behavior. And then he says, instead of all that negative and all that living under old management, he says instead, what? Be kind to each other. Be kind to each other. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. Just do, 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 do you forgive each other? Yes. Well, that means you're living in a new management. When you go, I, 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 I can never, I, I will never forgive him or her. You're living under old management. And there's consequences that you'll bring upon your own self when you choose not to forgive. That's what the Bible teaches. And you and I can sit down and I can show you in an hour's time all the scriptures that tells us and teaches us if you have unforgiveness in your heart, you are in a real pickle. You really are. You have chosen to live under old management. So be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. That's living under new management. Romans chapter 7, verse 18. And I know that nothing good lives in me. Did you hear what he's saying about himself? Are you consciously aware of this? He says, I know. That nothing good lives in me, comma. That is, in my sinful nature, I want to do what is right, comma, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. And that is when you're living under the old nature. And it's controlling you. And you can't control it. And it's only got bad and, and worse stuff in store for you, living under old management. Management, But you and I need to live under new management. That's what we need to do. Verse 23, it says, But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by death and sin and death. Living under old management. And here in 20, verse 24, the King James Bible, it says, Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And then he goes on to say, Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's when we choose to live under new management. But it says, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Now, a shocking execution used by the Romans, and they would take a, a corpse, a dead body, 
and someone who had a life sentence upon them, they would take a dead body and they would attach it to them, a condemned person, and the decaying flesh would breed disease and infection. And, and then that man who was condemned, he would die a painful, emotionally and horrifying death because of that dead corpse that was chained to him and, and it would begin to decompose and it would cause the, the living human who was condemned to decompose as well. Romans 3.23, for everyone has That's sinned. 100%. Everyone has sinned. We all fall, fall short of God's glorious standard. Yes, yet God with undeserved kindness declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. He freed us from the penalty of our sin. Jesus says, let me take that old decaying, rotting corpse off of you. You don't need to be bound to that thing anymore. That old sinful, evil, wicked, dead nature is what he's telling us that he'll set us free from. But, but now we are under new management. We're not going to live with that old corpse anymore that will just hurt us ultimately, but we're living under a new management now. And he says in Romans uh, chapter 3, verse 25, For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe. When they do what? Believe. Do you believe? Yes. Our believing comes by hearing God's word. Faith comes by hearing God's word. It comes by believing. People, People are, are made, made right with God, God when they, they believe. believe. Now, hang on here. People, a lot of people don't believe. I don't, I don't believe that. I, I, I don't believe. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And, and, and people will make a choice whether they believe what God says or not. And they can pick and choose. Well, yeah, I, I believe that. But, but I don't believe the rest of this stuff. You know? And that's living under... Old management, when you pick and choose, you don't think the way God thinks. You, you, you don't see God's ways as your ways. And you reject what he has to say in his word. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. That's what he did. He wants us to live under new management. Romans 6, chapter 12. I mean, Romans 6, verse 12. Do not let sin control the way you live. You know, it is a choice. And, you know, this choice is that you're going to make the choice of who manages you. God or the devil. And we can think, well, I know better than God does. I'll choose to do it this way. I know people want me to, oh, I'm going to choose to do it this way. I'll tell you, we will regret those kinds of choices. Absolutely. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do Don't not. let sin control by living under old management. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Don't let any part, any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were 
For you were dead, but now you have... What does it say? New life. New life. Yes. I mean, living under new management. Now we have this new life. And unless we yield our lives to God, we will run aground. And we will make so many mistakes and we'll wish we never went that way. And he tells us here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And that's under new management. And that's a choice that we'll make. And not to make a choice to live under Jesus' management is to make a choice just to stay under the devil's. Because we're there naturally anyhow because we've all sinned. That's the management we grow up under all of our lives until we choose <coughs> Jesus. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Give your bodies... And this word give, it means yield. Give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. And, and that's evidence that they were under new management. You know, the sacrifice is evidence of that. The kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't, don't copy, copy. Oh. the behavior and customs of this world. Don't copy old management. Don't just do what everybody else is doing or what everybody else says they should do. And they're telling you, well, it's okay to do that. He says here in his word, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new, new person. person. Let him. He says, let him because you have a choice. You can say, no, you're not going to do that. You're not going to bring me under new management. I, I'm going to live under old management. I'm going to live with that big, big old size 13 boot in my door when I go to sleep at nighttime. I'm going to all those negative things. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Changing the way you think. And you can, each one of you here can choose to think like he does if you want to. It is a choice that we all have. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and, and perfect. Second Peter 3.18, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All glory to him both now and forever. Amen. Jeremiah 15, verse 16 says, When I discovered your words. So discovery, it changes things. When I discover, I discovered your word. Wow. Wow. He says, when I discovered your words, <clears throat> and, and this happens under new management. Holy Spirit leads you and guides you there. When I discovered your words, I devoured them. Have you ever been so hungry that you devoured your food? Yes. I, I haven't had anything to eat today. And I didn't have anything to eat yesterday until I got home real late at night. And I devoured my food. Mm -hmm. It's because you're really, really hungry. So we can understand, understand why a person will be so hungry for the word. Because they have not really partaken of it very often. When I discovered your word, when, when I discovered your words... I devoured them. Uh, uh, hungry for righteousness. I just wanted more and more and more and more. And then he goes on to say, they are my joy. Your words are my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name under new management. And, 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 and we're talking about Christ. I bear your name. And that's why we call ourselves Christians. Christians. 
I, I bear your name because I love your word. And, and, and it's my heart's delight. And he says, and I bear your name, O Lord God of heaven's armies. And then Romans chapter 6, verse 6. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. So sin can lose its power in your life. You don't have to give in to it. It don't have to control you. Some people have begun to believe a lie that I'm going to be under this, this bondage, this addiction, this temptation for the rest of my life. But you don't have to be. That's what he's telling us here. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin because we're living under new management. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. We were set free from the power of that, that old management. We're set free from that. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. Under new management. Romans 6 verse 13 says, Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. If you're allowing some part of your body, well, something you're watching or something you're listening to or something you're doing, you're living under old management. And you can expect things to kind of go sour for you. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. Give yourselves completely under new management. Instead of letting a part of your, your body serve sin, give yourselves completely, 100% to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Because we're under new management now and use your whole body to serve him. Sin is no longer your master. And, and, and this is our last verse. For We're you, just about done, but I want you to hear this last part. Sin is no longer your master. For sin you, is no longer your master. Sin will not control you any longer when you choose Jesus Christ. Sin is no longer your master. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. You no longer live under old management because you have a choice. You can choose to live for Jesus. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Of God's enabling power. You live there. <clears throat> An orphaned boy was lifting with his grandmother when their house caught fire. And the grandmother, trying to get upstairs to rescue the boy, she perished in the flames. The boy's cries for help were finally answered by a man who climbed up an iron drain pipe up the side of the building. And he, he found the boy, and then he brought him back down that pipe and the boy was hanging tightly to his neck. Several weeks later, a public hearing was held to determine who would receive custody of the child. A farmer applied, a te teacher, and the town's wealthiest citizen. They all gave reasons that they felt that they should be chosen to give the boy a good home. But as they talked, the lad's eyes remained focused on the floor. 
And then a stranger walked to the front and slowly took his hands out of his pockets, revealing scars, severe scars on his hands. And as the crowd gasped, the boy cried out in recognition, this was the man who had saved his life and his hands had been burned when he climbed that hot pipe. And with a leap, the boy threw his arms around the man's neck and held on for dear life. And the other man just silently walked away, leaving the boy and his rescuer alone. Those marred hands had settled the issue. Many voices are calling for our attention. Among them is the one whose nail-pierced hands remind us that he has rescued us from sin and its deadly consequences. To him belongs our love and to him belongs all of our devotion. Jesus Christ. He wants us to live under new management. And he offers to be there for us every step of the way. And he offers us to, to help us to begin to think differently than we ever thought before. And, and that our ways will become His ways. That we can adapt to Him. And, and His plans for us is good and not evil. And to give us hope and, and a wonderful glorious future. Christ offers us that. And He don't want you being controlled any longer by the old management. <clears throat> and if we don't do something intentionally, that's where we'll end up. Under old management. Just doing the same thing we always did with the same rotten consequences we always got. But we can choose, if we want to, we can choose Christ Jesus. And if you look at his hands, you'll see the scars that held him to the cross. And you'll see the scars of thorns that they banged down on his head. And you'll, you'll see the scars in his side. And, and the scars in his feet <clears throat> when he paid the price for you so you can live under new management you can live under God's control and no longer live under the devil's control and it's a choice that we all must make and we will make it even if we choose to do nothing we make a choice to continue to live under old management we have to make a choice to live under new management and, and that's to, to be with Jesus 100% of the time to live with him and and to get rid of that old corrupt, you know, uh, evil corpse that's just attached to us and causes everything to go wrong. We don't want to do that anymore. Well, what I want to do, I just want to pray a simple prayer with you. Just that you would re reaffirm your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're in here in this building or you're up in the balcony or you're watching online. Or maybe you've never... <clears throat> declared that before but right now you can declare that Jesus is number one in your life and you believe in him you, you can make that choice today if you've never had before and, and, and you may just reaffirm your faith if you have in the past and you really want to get things right between you and God so let's just pray Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I believe that you love me. I believe that you love me. That's why you sent your son Jesus. That's why you sent your son Jesus. And I believe that he gave his life. And I believe he gave his life. 
on that cross. On that cross. And that's where all those scars came from. And that's where all those scars came from. And I believe that Jesus gave up his life. I believe that Jesus gave up his life. To wash all my sins away. To wash all my sins away. And to set me free from sin. To set me free from sin. And death. And death. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe in you, Jesus. I open up my heart. I open up my heart. And I welcome you. And I welcome you. Into every area of my life. Into every area of my as life. As my Savior. As my Savior. As my Lord. As my Lord. As my King. As my King. I'm yours. I'm yours. I love you. I love you. And I'm all in. And I'm all in. To live for you. To live for you. And to serve you. And to serve you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.